0: What up guys? Run DMT here reminding you to join our mailing list. You can do so by heading over to killyouregonow.com and click the join us tab. Please do so to get exclusive offers, downloads, releases, freebies, all kinds of stuff, plus a lot of information about what we have coming up on the horizon. Check it out. You won't be sad. Bye.
1: Are you read
2: us a bedtime story?
1: <laughs> all right. Late night parties, drinking tequila and trying to get lucky. Music for every kind of thing, including oh, it. all yeah.
2: uh, it's
1: time for the
2: sex, so sex, Speaking of Savage, um, did I tell you that I started recently aggressively taking my studio space uh, back from, you know, not that I have, I love my roommates, they're great, but I started really marking it as my own, you know? Did I tell you how I started yeah. establishing dominance? Tell me how. So recently like and i love the heat man you know i do like like i know you're
0: a you're a hot weather kind of guy
2: i am i am i love 80 degrees and shit like that but it's been getting so fucking hot recently in like inside buildings that i'm in that just shit's getting weird i played a show in portland last week where fucking uh it like sweat was dripping from the ceiling because the acs broke uh, yep. it, was, it was that kind of gross, but it was really fun. Shout out Portland. That was a lot of fun. Thank y'all. Shout out Portland, uh, Maine. Shout out Portland Maine. Uh, shout out Portland, Maine. The homies at Flask Lounge. Uh, check out Days End if y'all uh, have a chance and you're in the city. But with this story, um, it's actually way hotter in my music space than it is in the rest of my house or even outside. And yeah. so I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to start producing naked. And this is much to the chagrin of my roomie, who likes to barge in on me while I'm producing, because I get so in my zone that it scares the shit out of me every yeah. fucking time. So this past time, so now you
0: just out here with your dick out,
2: pretty much. So my man's yeah. my man's barges in and one the other day, and I just look at him and I go. I'm naked, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And he's just like, what? And his eyes immediately lock onto mine, and they're like, like, desperately, like, like, locked onto eye contact. Right? It's like, don't look down. Don't look down. And to be fair, like you know, the way my room is positioned, there's a there's a desk covering the lower half of my body, so you know, mm-hmm. he could, it, it it was conveniently placed anyway. But still, the look of terror on his face, right, and, uh, was was incredible. And recently, he's Absolute, been knocking so
0: total and complete. Recently, he's been knocking. That's hysterical. <laughs> oh my god, the Pavlovian response is phenomenal.
2: It's true. It's true. Uh, in in the spirit of this, I'm uh, I, I'm also recording today's episode naked because it's still hot as balls in my uh uh in my works. So I, I just thought you should know. I thought you would like. Like I've said that, you know? before,
0: Hudson, you know there, there is rarely a time when I'm not recording naked. Excellent. Like
2: just anything. Just, just two dudes recording a podcast naked.
0: Yep, that's right, man. You know, just just yep. hanging and swanging out here recording the podcast. <laughs> Ain't no thing. Just trying to swang. <laughs> so,
2: so for those of you just joining us today, Seth and I are presenting part two of our episodes on uh, the trap metal producer, Scarlord, spelled with an X instead of an O. Scarlord. Scarlord. Yeah, definitely. Like, you Need some guitar solos in the background there. Dog,
0: it's like, whenever I hear Scarlord, I don't know if I want, I don't, like, I don't know if I picture like, something out of Star Wars? I guess maybe just because of, like, Scar-Lord, Star Wars, you know? I can see that. You know, it's like, I almost picture, like, like, Darth Vader in some leather pants ripping guitar solo with, like, long hair coming out the bottom of his helmet. You feel me? Just, like, full Star Wars hair metal combo.
2: (laughs) I feel that so hard. I love it. I love it. Um, And it's funny that you ascribe that level of fashion sense to him because that's actually one of the things that... Uh, you know, really grabbed me, uh, grabbed me about him. We'll talk about it more later, but, like, yeah, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he was wearing something like that at some point in his career. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So, uh, Scarlet, the insane fusion of genres blew our skulls, and in our last episode, we talked about his early career as YouTube star Mazzy Maz, as well as his first band, Myth City. Today we're discussing his full transition into Scarlord and his subsequent rise to success. All right, all right. Oh yeah. So a couple of things before we get started. Um, first of all, uh, Seth, this is your first time hearing this as well, so haha, surprise. Uh, but we're gonna it have It is s- very first. We're gonna have some merch coming out soon on killyouregonow.com. Shout out to the homies at Kill Your Ego who are you know putting us on the network and putting us on, giving us a shot and helping us out. So be sure to support them. That's right. Um, I believe uh, next episode that we record, we're gonna have some discount codes for y'all and stuff like yeah. that. So give us ideas. Leave some shit in the comments. You know we 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 have a lot of goofy jokes and shit like that. And if you're like yo, that would make a great t shirt. We would love your opinion.
0: If you love tote bags as much as I love tote bags, <laughs> make sure that you let us all know that you like tote bags and maybe we'll make some tote bags. Maybe shout we'll out make, tote bags.
2: Shout out tote bags.
0: <laughs> Hudson, you know you know how you know how I feel about men carrying fire bags. It's like, true. You know we, that we've talked about this before.
2: This is a deep passion of yours and I, 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 this I support this. I support you, man. This is great.
0: Homies out there, homies, yo, don't let anybody tell you different. If you want to carry a Louis V on your hip like all day, if you want to shoulder bag that shit and carry a purse, do it fucking rock rocket
2: rocket <laughs> uh so disclaimer before we get started uh we are drunk musicians i have been drinking all day how about you seth have you been drinking all day uh i haven't i've been drinking all day i have been driving and hitting my pen all day so i'm
0: still a little loose but i have a i have a nice nice glassy eagle rare next to me which is a whiskey that i haven't mm-hmm. tried before so i'm mm-hmm. curious
2: mm-hmm. so you so you loosey but not goosey so I see exactly about to get about
0: to get real loose
2: real real goosey so so we're, yeah. we're drunk, silly musicians. Uh, we're not historians. And I think I've been doing a pretty all right job in the research and fact checking so far, but I'm deaf still learning. So please feel free to holler at us with corrections or suggestions, etc. Or books I should check out. Does, right. I'm, I'm starting to try to read more books about these subjects. So that's, that'll be a huge help if any of y'all have ideas. It is. Um,
0: it's an important disclaimer. It's important for you all to know that we are drunk musicians. We are not historians. We are also conspiracy theorists and total goofballs. <laughs> Facts.
2: All these things are correct.
0: So we just we assume it's all true. We just follow it down the rabbit
2: hole. Yeah, man. We're just in it end for the ride. So if you like what you hear, share us, comment on whatever your platform you're listening on. It doesn't even really matter what you say. It just help us pop up in people's feeds and stuff and hopefully we'll even be able to start charting these bitches and shit one day. So if these warm fuzzy feelings of positivity that Seth and I feel towards you extended both directions and you want to make this like a you want to take our relationship to the next level, please take a second and just like Share us with your homies or leave a comment and we'd be eternally grateful.
0: That's right. And then eventually when we take it up to that level, we'll get to butt stuff.
2: Yep. We'll, we'll do that. We'll throw that in the Patreon. <laughs> Look it in there. <laughs> so with that, let's get started with, uh, oh, oh, wait. Skirt, 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 skirt. I actually have a little update on the last episode as well. Oh, let's let's hear it, let's hear it. Since the last episode, Scarlord did an interview with XXL, and it's a short little five-minute thing on YouTube you can check out, but it did give some more details on some of the background that we were talking about regarding his childhood. So uh, two details that I I took away that I was like, yes, we nailed these, we were right, (laughs) uh, was that there were lots of abandoned buildings and factories that he liked to explore as a kid. So his, his playground was like abandoned factories and stuff like that. Uh, He he grew up in a heavily uh, industrialized area, kind of like what we guessed by the census data we talked about. And so uh, that definitely played that left a lasting impression on him that resonates throughout his artwork that we're going to talk about today. Interesting. He also further clarified on his beginning taste in music. So he had two sets of cousins growing up. Okay. One that was more into Eminem and uh, Nelly and hip hop like that, uh, and then there was another set of cousins that loved you know new metal acts like Corn and Limp Biscuit
0: interesting yes
2: so we see where these two we see where the seeds of both finally lie finally this is a big thing i was looking for in the last episode and i couldn't fully yeah. pin, pin down Ah, uh, we assumed that the you know, the rock scene in the area is what got him into it. And it still probably had an impact on him. but uh, it the seeds were this makes a lot more sense to me.
0: Right. I feel like anybody who plays music has those figures in their upbringing. like who were who were your two cousins in this situation, Hudson?
2: Oh, I was blessed with older sisters, man. they they corrupted me at an early age, you know, they uh, much much so much like Scarlord actually. So uh, the older folks in his family didn't like him listening to these acts because of the lyricism at such an early age, so him and his cousins had to, like, sneak them around the house at night, so they would, like, give each other cassette players before they went to bed at night. Oh, shit. My sisters and I would hustle Nirvana between the two of us on a Walkman, and we would take turns bumping Smells Like Teen Spirit because that was
0: devil music growing up. Oh, yeah, man. My, my older brother used to slide me the parental advisory versions of, mm. of, the, of hip-hop albums that my mm-hmm. parents would mm-hmm. let me get so, because I wanted to hear the full version without the bleeps and mom and dad didn't want me to hear the curse words.
2: It's true, it's true. Up until, like, 13 and shit, then they were like, okay, I guess you can, you know, listen to it every now and again. Just, you know, don't play it too loudly.
0: Right. Meanwhile, I've been bumping it on the bus on my CD player since I was, like, a, a ripe nine years old.
2: Damn Skippy. <laughs> so... All right, now that we're entirely caught up, let's drink for the beginning of Scarlord Part 2. Part 2, part 2, part 2, part 2. All right, so during the last episode, we left off with the fact that Scarlord's YouTube handle had been created a whole three years before the release of his first track. So he had been experimenting with this idea for a hot minute, even during the existence of his previous band, Myth City. Mhm. So once that once Myth City was over, he really dove in and he starts beginning to experiment with his brand and his presentation immediately for quite a few years. Okay. So he's got a bunch of different locations for his video shoots with similar themes kind of running throughout them. He starts working with a host of different producers in the UK, uh, some of which we'll talk about briefly later and he starts playing around with his look to kind of figure out what works best. Okay. We're, don't get me wrong, Seth and I love a good pair of jeans and a sweet T-shirt, but we're not really, like, fashion heads, you know? Well, nah. there are, like, Seth's way more into it than I am. Seth knows brands. I don't. But, but
0: like, So, Seth, Seth has a sneaker problem. Yeah, so there you go. There that you tells go. you everything you need to know. Yeah, that's a better
2: way of putting <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. But it's not as, like, You know, it's not like whenever he and I go to make music or we go for like photo shoots for projects or things like that, you know, we might think about like, oh, hey, this is a cool shirt to wear, you know, this is kind of what I'd wear to a gig or something like that, but it's not a curated look like you see with certain acts, and normally I wouldn't say this is very important, you know, honestly, but... Given it's such a modern artist we're talking about in this context and YouTube was his primary medium of success, we can't ignore the fact that his visual appearance played a huge role, well, role in his allure. And, and like, I think that's really cool about
0: him in particular, too, because, like, this rock and roll isn't dead. You know what I mean? Like, For sure. It's just changed. Like,
2: it's not dead. It's just changed. It's just exactly, different. It's just
0: changed. Like, rock and roll ain't dead. We still got rockers. We still got rock stars who are out here, you know, like, doing the fucking... Uh, you know, doing the, the the gym sock in the pants. You know, it's just the 2019 <laughs> updated version of of that.
2: Yeah. So when, when he starts off from his his earliest video, uh, he looks like Mazzy Maz kind of. But he kind of looks like Mazzy Maz from a, a, a night out, like a, he stayed out all night partying on the beach. But
0: <laughs> okay, it's like a strung uh, out Mazzy Maz.
2: Yeah, you know, and he's wearing these these, you know, fun shades and all that. He's little circular linen shades and all that. He looks like a little he's got a flannel shirt on. He's a cute little hippie kid just like out in the beach wilding. you know. Okay, okay. We'll we'll get to that track in a minute, but then, you know, as time goes on, for some of his later songs, Sorry, for some of his earlier work, he kind of looks like he's going to a punk show, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, we see he's wearing, you know, a chain necklace, and occasionally you'll see the mask that he's become renowned for. It's a surgical mask that he wears. But Mm -hmm. by the time we get to later songs like Heart Attack, which was his big break, he's a full on urban goth ninja parade with chains. Really? Yeah. He's honestly. He's he's a parade, like I said. He's a lot more of like a, a, I would compare him to a Lady Gaga or a Karen O or even a Bowie, because uh, his his look is just so carefully crafted uh, that even as a dude that's really not into fashion or, or you know doesn't really know a lot about clothes, even I just kind of look at it and I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Right,
0: just like full like full ninja lord like Ninja Fridays from high school type shit.
2: Dude, look him up. Type uh, type in a picture of him real quick, and you'll see what hold I on. mean.
0: Hold uh, on, hold on. Because I've I've seen some pics of Scarlet, but I haven't seen any pics like that. Like, okay, okay, okay. We'll,
2: we'll go through the we'll we'll go through the go through it with the music. So, but he also starts developing a lot of the themes that stay consistent throughout his work. He's alone in every single video. These are not gang hype songs, even though there's a lot of fun vocal hooks that are really dope to sing with your friends. It's kind of interesting because, you know, with a normal pop punk gang vocal like that, it's all about like, yeah, do cool shit with your friends. Fuck life. You know, we're all going to make it. Yeah. Totally. Um, This is not this is not that. No, this is not that. (laughs) Tight. uh, There's a lot of wreckage, a lot of broken industrial factory spaces, a lot of I want. Honestly, I wonder if he had to get like permits to film in these places or if he had to like break in in order to do it.
0: Reddy's like full punk rocked it, or if he actually liked it, legit.
2: Yeah, I'd be curious to know because they're they simple enough videos that they look like they could be filmed like pretty quickly. Honestly, just like a just few. like
0: single camera, like just a couple of different looks and shit.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it doesn't look too complicated, but it, at the same time, like he'd be really hard to miss him. <laughs> like he's right, he right, sticks right. out like a sore thumb. So during the transition from Mazzy Maz into Scarlord uh, there was, of course, there was a huge backlash from that fan base because Mazzy Maz was basically a Mickey Mouse Club member that wasn't in the club. <laughs> was, mm, right. Very fluffy, very, uh, you know, like, you, it's a lot of YouTube content that you have for younger kids. Like, you know, what's in my bag? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Mazzy Maz learned Swedish. And what's stuff in like my that. bag? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's in my bag? What's in the fucking bag?
0: That's adorable. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, it's all really cute, fun, like feel-good stuff. Um, and going into a project as dramatic and uh, shocking as *Scarlord* is definitely a transition. So I'm actually gonna, because this is such a articulate statement, because it's a little bit longer than usual, I'm going to spare you the this time around my wonderful impression of Marius. And instead, I'm just going to let him tell you himself. So this is from uh, an interview he did with Pop Killer TV in 2018, in July 2018. So about yeah, a year ago. So I guess the most
1: difficult thing was was having such a big audience in the YouTube space because obviously I valued that to some degree, but like I've always felt like I I was my purpose wasn't there. So the most difficult thing was, you know. Having so many people not understand me and that was like, it was a difficult point because you'd have like so many people telling you who you are and actually having no idea who you actually are. You just saw what I showed you. Like, you know what I mean? Like you never saw me as me.
2: Obviously there's a whole conversation we could get into about artists evolving in their identity and stuff like that. But I feel like we could do like a whole like podcast literally based on just that subject. I mean, we absolutely could. But just in like r- real real quick though, like what do you think about that, Seth? What do you take away from his statement there? You know, the the thing is
0: with that statement, right? It's like it, it's almost just a dressed up version of this is me being me. Yeah. You know, and that's like, and and I I do respect that. Like, I I definitely respect that that sort of mentality because it's like that's that's really what I got out of that statement. Is he was just being like, you know what, like this is just the progression of my career, and if like, and that's just what it is.
2: I agree with that, and I also, I I don't know, maybe I looked far too far into it because I I spent I've spent so much time with these interviews. <laughs> Red, right, of course. I, I've been obsessed with this man for weeks. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't, he's like living in my head now to this. It's a, uh, or I feel like I'm living in his head now to some extent. Uh, that's a hell of an assumption, but you know what I'm saying. But yeah. um, it sounded a little emotional. Like he sounded genuinely sad. Like, it, it, you know, this is a year ago as well. So it sounded like he was kind of okay. still like upset to an extent. Like, not, not right. like mad, but like, damn, guys, like, you know. That, that that really sucked. Like I don't know. It's like he. It's like a uh, ending a relationship. You don't want to end, but you just know it's you know not gonna work out. You know.
0: Yeah. I kind of hear that tonality to him. You know, he definitely like it, it. I don't know. Maybe maybe I took that more of
2: as him being as, as him just kind of being like, whatever. You know. Just. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I said, I could be looking too far into it. Um. But and especially because. <laughs> Uh, Exactly one minute later in this interview, he spits up a huge loogie through his mask, onto his arm, and then wipes it off like whatever. He doesn't skip a beat.
0: (laughs) That's so gangster.
1: (laughs) Just.
0: (laughs) If you want to figure out if someone is hard. Like. Like I don't want to. I don't want to owe Scarlord any lunch money. I don't want. I don't want Scarlett to know about if I'm on the right terms with the IRS or not. Like you know, I don't like be just. <laughs> I, I ain't messing you. with him.
2: I feel you. After that, that's like that's pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. I can't play with that. The, props to the interviewer too. He's just like, I bet we're doing this. <laughs> like, like it's ice cold. It just keeps yeah. it going. <laughs> so, with that. Well, you know, now that we're fully into Scarlet and, you know, we understand the transition he's gone through and how this is like a big pyramid of experimentation and finding himself and presenting himself in new ways. Uh, and he's really, you know what, I'm going to say it's very brave. You know, it's very brave of him to just kind of throw himself off the cliff like that into the
1: epic void of creativity
2: and just let himself go. True, true. As 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 silly as that sounds, I do think it takes a lot of balls to do that. That's real. That's real. With that. In 2016, he debuted the song Girlfriend. Now, like I said before, it's just, you know, Marius hanging out with a cute little flannel and some linen shades and a bandana on a beach. Just kind of wild. and no Even his motions are, aren't are violent or anything like that. They're very, they're kind of smooth and groovy, you know? Uh, so with that, drink for the song yeah. Girlfriend. <coughs> uh, wake up, brush my teeth. Then I go and
1: fuck your girlfriend. You're an amateur. I can make her come in person. On the banister. I've been changed up in the world. When I don't care no more. I'm a fucking different person. Yeah, yeah. All of my minds on the door, Yeah, all of the niggas are broke. Yeah, I never answer the phone. Yeah, all of my girls get it done. Maybe uh. on liquor and coke. Yeah, I got the path from fro, Yeah, Now oh, my mind full with vodka. On my jeans and knock on the door like, oh, she rings my phone up but I do not answer. Oh. Yo,
2: it's a bop That goes hard It's a fun little bop
0: It is, I like that track a lot
2: It's good I, driving
0: music, you know
2: Yeah, for sure. yeah, ex- that's a great way to put it Yeah, it's nothing nothing that blows your skull But yeah, if it came on the radio and shit I'd, I'd be like, yeah, I'm into this, fuck yeah.
0: Listen to that in the car. yeah
2: So, one thing I just noticed about the video as well While I was checking it out Um and It's really obvious. He smiles in this one. He doesn't smile in his other. Ah. Uh, it, it, this is, I think this might be the last video that I that I saw of him smiling as Scar Lord. It's very interesting. Can you see his face in all the videos that you have watched of him? Can you see his full face? Not all of them. In this okay. uh, in this in this episode in this video you can. He doesn't. In this have one the you mask can, yet. of course. Yeah. So uh, he has two million views on this track. Uh, today is July twenty eighth. So. Just to give you all a perspective, um, this project was released three years ago, and this is his first track ever as Scarlord. So this is kind of like, I mean, even even I'm just like remarking. Even his voice is different, like compared to later songs. Like he he sounds like he's rapping from his throat more and less from his chest. So he doesn't have that like boom in his voice yet. Yeah, it's a lot more like floaty and flirty and and playful.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. No, it is. It's in a, it's in a higher register, you know. It's like I think that 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 assessment is right too. is, like he's rapping from his throat. He doesn't he doesn't quite have that like chest voice yet. He doesn't have that like that breath support and that projection that he probably like developed after recording for a while.
2: Yeah, cuz he he this is he shifted from rock into rap, and so he de- he knew how to do that shit in rock music, so he had the techniques down. Uh, right, so he so probably he knows. Yeah, but he just hasn't started he doesn't has, has he hasn't started experimenting with it enough at this point to make it into something like new and fuse that that rock and rap style yet. Right. This song visually is kind of like seeing your buddy like one last time when they come back from college it's like you know you're it's like christmas break or some shit and you're you're all back in town from freshman year for your break and you're like hey man how's college oh man you know it's great you know and he's been like he's been trying new things and expanding his mind and smoking weed and doing all sorts of weird shit and you leave that interaction like hey man have fun and be careful. Don't change, man. You know, just be just be you. And he's like, Ah, yeah, sure thing, buddy. And then he walks off into the sunset, smiling, a big old cute smile of his. And then you see him one year later, and he's the Lish King from Adventure Time. Right. <laughs> it's, it, the transition is wild what happens next. But you can start to see the cracks start to come through already. The first lines of this song... Uh, Compared to the lyricism of *Miss City, which was a lot more fun and playful, this is, wake up, brush my teeth, then I go and fuck your girlfriend. Damn. You're an amateur, yeah, like, right off the bat, like, whoa, 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 Marius. Okay. Damn, dude, we just met. (laughs) Yeah, really? Literally, just met. (laughs) Like, bruh. I mean, at least you brush your teeth first, I guess. But damn, bro! But at least, at
0: least he's doing it with with good oral hygiene. Though it's that's, true. That's, that's all
2: very important. Very important. This is just
0: a life thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he goes on to say, "You're an amateur. I can make her come in person on the banister. I done changed up in the worst way. I don't care no more. I'm a fucking different person." Oof. Those last two lines. Those last two lines are like he comes out. This is his. I, I, this is his coming out party. This is his, like, like, fucking, fuck all y'all, I'm me. I'm gonna be my best me.
0: Yep. Yep, he's just out here now.
2: For real. Uh, I love it. Uh,
0: oh, it's amazing.
2: It's also, like I said, it's important to note that this is his first, mm-hmm. like, aggressive bars that we've heard. Like, you know, everything, you know, not that he hasn't had aggression in his voice or his presentation before with, you know, Miss City. You know, we, we played... Um, oh god i forget the name of the track but the the track that i talked about where they were opening for Inter shikari uh that had a lot of aggression in it uh, a lot of power in it but it's not it's not this this is this is right this is mean (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah uh so he starts experimenting around uh, a little while after this he starts experimenting with wearing the surgical mask uh and there's a lot of you know a lot, of, a lot of speculation as to why, but what I confirmed through interviews and everything that I read uh, is that it's a reference to some of his favorite inspirations, like the band Slipknot and the anime Tokyo Ghoul, ah. as well as—and this. And this is just a theory, uh, but some people believe that he's covering the the patch of vitiligo on his chin that he's mm-hmm. kind of renowned for. You know, When he was Mazzy Maz, he was known as the guy with the white chin. So, Interesting. So by covering that, he's kind of distancing himself from the former image.
0: Right. He's di- yeah. He's ditching that persona a little bit.
2: Yeah. He by dehumanizing himself, he uh, he's also trying to shift focus more to the music. But mm-hmm. we all know how that works. The minute anybody puts on a mask, they're all like, "Oh shit, who's that?" <laughs> yeah.
0: Right now, not they I mean business. Exactly. It's like, dude. It's I swear to God, it's like the Superman cartoons where like all the all homie does is take off his glasses and his suit. And all of a sudden, everyone's like, "Who could it be?"
2: Yeah, right. So, <laughs> so it's it's the same thing. Yeah. So with this guy, he's he's trying to. I, I think the mask initially was to kind of violently. What, what was the line from Star Wars? You know, kill the past if you must. Something like that from fucking. Right, right, right. Uh, from, from one of the more recent films, um, but. Yeah, no, he, he's just trying to remove himself completely from that to focus on the music. But like I said, I don't think it really worked because there's so much attention, including me and you know, what we're talking about this episode. There's so much attention on his look.
0: It really is. It's true. They're like, okay.
2: It was counterproductive. <laughs> it didn't yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. So, so for the sake of time in this episode, I'm going to yada yada over his first few EPs, well, and I encourage all of you to check them all out. They're all a lot of fun. They're all fucking great. There's not a bad track on any of them. They're all they're all a lot of fun. I really enjoyed checking out all of them. But we're going to start our story. Uh, sorry, we're going to fast forward our story to his fourth EP, Chaos Theory, because this is the EP that really blew him up. This is, mind you, also, again, he also spells everything. Uh, he replaces all of his O's with X's. So, when you look this up online, bear that in mind. So, the first video he posted from this EP was a song Chainsaw, posted in April 2017, only a year after, I think he maybe even less than a year after he put out Girlfriend. So, this this he's putting out he's putting out work quick. Remember, this is his fourth EP and he's doing lots of experimentation very rapidly. The title art of this title art Cover art of <laughs> the cover art of this EP is black waves on a on a ba- is the is nothing but like pitch black inky waves in the background with a white Japanese font on the front. It Sexy. kind of it looks like a Godzilla poster straight out. And it, yeah. it it feels that way when you listen to it. It's sick. So <laughs> these three songs I I uh, kind of led to his success. The first one chainsaw. Uh at the time when I first researched this it was at 9 million views currently it's at 11 and a half million So this is chainsaw produced by Night Grind Drink
1: Night Grind really on the wolf shit I can when I turn up fuck life and I'll break the spinal structure yeah.
0: Right, that's a hard track. Pure adrenaline.
2: <laughs> yeah, like yeah. So just so quick, uh, quick look at the lyrics. Young scar lord, yeah, really on the come up. I'm a bull for shit. I get gassed when I turn up. Hey, screaming fuck life, and I'll break your spinal structure on world war hype. I can smash you like it's butter. Hey, oh. <laughs> <I'm, sighs> the 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 fuck life, fuck life line is just Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Oh man. It's just so powerful.
0: Hard. It's just hard. So like dude, listening to to these tracks with to these tracks, right? Like it's I've I've got this I've got this like this hypothesis about about Scarlord and about this about just like generally this generation of of artists that we, that we delve into sometimes. I'm going to, I'm going to hold it till the end because I feel like I've touched on it before, but I'm going to hold out for a second. But this, like that track right there with like the, like the heavy, like that track right there with like that heavy, like that sort of like hardcore, like, like very, like Boston, very California, hardcore style yell that he's doing in there. Like mm-hmm. and he's like like mixing that up with rapping. Like, ooh, man, that shit is hard. And he's like, he's one of the, he's one of the only rappers that like, they can, can do it like that, and I'm into it.
2: I agree. He's uh, We're going to talk about this more later, but yeah, there's definitely yes. – there's been a whole movement uh, that has only recently started to get the, this fusion of metal and trap right. Yes. Uh, and, or metal and hip-hop if you want to go that far. But honestly, I don't think it could have happened until the invention of electronic trap music. Uh, right. and like Atlanta trap later on and we'll talk about it more later you're totally right but oh you got me chomping yeah, yeah, at a we'll, bit we'll, now. We'll, get, we'll, we'll get into this we'll get into this so hard we got more music to get through we gotta get into this I'm fucking pouring pouring cider all over my naked tits right now in anticipation oh, I love it that's right <laughs> so one week later one week after he puts out uh, Chainsaw Scar- he puts out King Scar produced by Griffin yeah.
1: Young Scar Lord with the toe on the Gang shit, pray for death if you run up. Yeah. to exist with the ghost. The shit you know, don't to you throw. Going in post, it's like stone, it's like to go. My make my eyes roll. In the blind like it's my bro. I'm in the trap that's the high yo. I take a chance, hope for night, neighbor, I'm like, yo. you
2: imagine hearing that in a stadium, though, dude? That would fucking oh. <laughs> dog. I'm
0: like, I'm not imagining hearing that in the stadium. I'm imagining that at some of like at some of the metal shows that I used to play back in the day. Like after I like oh, I, what, remember remember that 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 phase I had Hudson and, and and mind you, dear listeners, Hudson and I grew up playing music together and we saw each other go through a lot of wild shit.
2: There's no shame here. There's no secrets here. Either. None. It's awful.
0: No. Do you remember that when I, when I got like, when I started to get really into the like super techie fucking grind Corey metal shit?
2: Oh yeah, dude. I, I remember. Back in
0: the day when I was, when I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I, mean, I know you, I know, you know, like back when I was like, when I learned how to play guitar fast and I was like, I got to do that.
2: Yeah. You got to um, get good at it though. bro. Well, I understand. It makes sense.
0: Exactly. You know, um, it's natural
2: progression. It was, you needed to go through it, Seth. It was important. Exactly. I had,
0: I had to learn. I had to, um, <laughs> It's I just like I think of of some of the shows I used to go to and I just imagine like this dude pulling up with like whatever his band was, you know, whatever his performance is to one of those shows and just letting that song rip. Like all the kids who show out for like the headliner are like we with him now. Yep. Pretty much, like you know, like 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 fucking kids would be opening mosh pits up. Kids would be dancing and fucking fighting each other. Like it would be a beautiful, sweaty, demonic situation. It'd be amazing.
2: Look up Um, if you look up live videos of him playing. Especially there are some uh, videos of him playing in Russia that I saw. I believe where the mm. the crowds were just. I, I, there are no words. It's a fucking riot. It wasn't even a crowd. It was like yeah, it was a monstrous sure. organism. It was a destructive yeah. amoeba. It was great. <laughs> I love that. It was and a beautiful like, monster.
0: Yeah. I just I imagine that at like the fucking at like the Deering Grand Hall or like the station back in fucking Portland, Maine. Uh big and up just Portland, like, Maine. You know, just and just like seeing seeing kids fucking just open the floor up for that.
2: Losing their fucking minds.
0: Exactly. So,
2: Just, yeah. Some bars from this name of my fists. Can't remember who this is. Holy fuck. I'm still alive after taking all this shit. Young warlord with a head. So dark, never seen this fucking shit when I'm so fucked up. Nobody knows where my passion is, but they gon' know where the mansion is. I'm so cutthroat, I can't manage it. Don't get too close, blow your ass to bits. When did my life turn to savageness? Pick up the bond and then banish it. I popped the shit in my cabinet. How can my body still handle this? Massive. It, it's sa- two things. One, it reminds me a lot of, like... So there's, like, there's like normal metal lyrics, right, or, like, themes associated yeah. with metal lyricism. Uh, and I see a lot of that in this one compared to the first mm-hmm. one, uh, Chainsaw, which is a lot more traditionally trap and more hip-hop and more aggressive, like, battle rap. Right. So I, I think it's an interesting juxtaposition of the two. And then also, mm-hmm. straight up, this just sounds like a barbarian war cry from Dungeons & Dragons made into a trap song.
0: It really does. <laughs> straight up. <laughs> It's all rhymey and shit like that, too. Yeah,
2: dude, you could totally... I I was doing it a little bit. Name on my list. Can't remember who this is. Holy fuck, I'm still alive after taking all this shit. Young warlord with a head so dark.
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) It reads like a manifesto.
2: Yeah. Or, Or like a really, really fucked up Dr. Seuss. Like...
0: Exactly, yeah, just Dr. Seuss on acid.
2: <laughs> Meth, dude, not acid. He's way too mad for acid. No, like... way too mad for
0: acid, it's real.
2: <laughs> so So um, then he waited a little bit longer and posted the song Heart Attack, which is the one that went viral. Okay. Heart Attack was- How, many, how many streams does this have? Oh, man. So uh, 27 million of them happened in the initial blow up of the song. Now balls. we are at sixty-three million. God damn! It is almost tripled in size. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, That's enormous. This track is produced by I can't JVCXB all caps. I don't know how. Jackbox. Jackbox. We'll go with Jackbox. JVCXB. Yeah. yeah. I think that right. Jack. No, it'd be Jackop. Jackob. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob! It's Jacob,
0: yo! Amazing! I love that we got there.
2: <laughs> I've been staring at this shit for months. <laughs>
0: oh my god, it's Jacob!
2: <laughs> it's just, just some dude named Jake. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, so,
0: Jack, Jack, Jacob, Jack, Jacob, Jacob! Jacob. <laughs>
2: Jacob. Ah, that's so funny. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's so, um. I'm going to skip a little bit of the track from the beginning. I've been playing it from the beginning so far, but this one, it's just a really long sample in the beginning, but it's a really funny sample worth checking out. Uh, It's the line from vanilla sky about how I swallowed your cum. And that means something. Uh,
0: (laughs) Oh my God.
2: So definitely play this, you know, not at work, but, (laughs) or maybe play it at work, you know, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't know your life. I don't know your job. Maybe, maybe they'd be into that, you know, and that's fine if that's what they're into. But make sure that you are going by work safety standards regarding biological liquids. So, safety gloves, masks, goggles, aprons, I think. All of the both? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Drink for a heart attack by scars. <laughs> Bro. Damn. <laughs> Yo. The fucking. Hard. So the video for this is really interesting. It's just him dancing in like an office cul-de-sac, it looks like. It looks like there's a couple Sick. of small businesses and he's all dolled up dressed in his gear. And, you know, fucking, he's very, you know, you can't, he sticks out like a sore thumb, you can't miss him. Uh, But, yeah, he's just wilding. that's it. And his, his, he's finally, you know, his motions are really jarring, very aggressive, very violent. Uh, This is, this is, we are fully into the transition at this point. He is no longer the Mazzy Maz that anybody once knew and loved. There's none of that there. It's gone. It's all gone. (laughs) It's all gone. Uh, Full force heart attack, five point punch, don't hold me back. We see through you like it's glass. All you nice guys, fucking trash. Uh, I I don't I don't say the n word, so instead of the n word, I'm gonna say nice guys on the show because it's funnier that way. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. So, um, like I said, that was the track that blew up. So he went from, you know, at the like now now King Scar has 14 milli almost 14 million. Heart Attack is sitting almost at 64 million, so you can see huge jump. This was the big get. This was the moment when everyone was really like, oh shit, who the fuck is this man's? His follow-up EP Lord Son delivered more tracks that have followed suit. The cover art for Lord's Son, which debuted in September 2017, so this is April, March, May, June, July. This is like four or five months late, like five or six months later, so really... He's pumping them out pretty quick. This is... The cover art for this is just a black and white brain. This is my favorite early Scar... Uh, earlier Scarlord track. Um, early Scarlord, only two years old. <laughs> right, early Scarlord. Yeah. So um, so this is Six Feet by Muffy, Mupp- uh, featuring the producer Muffy. So drink. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I want everything. everything.
1: That is right. Step into my mind, you're left two seconds and you're gone. Demons in my bed, I of the world on my side. Sing along, if you feel it, hey. Feeling the precipice, hey. I still got my vision, hey. Fuck it, I'm missing yeah, yeah this is the sickest yeah. game black and cold division, hey. Twisted and efficient, hey. Screaming hell's of crippling pain. I can't be giving advice, hey. Why do you hate your sight, yeah Losing stuff when you get high, ooh. I do that shit all the time, hey.
2: Oh my god. Dude, I wanna remix that so hard. Like
0: that fucking yeah, slept. Like, fucking I just like man, back in the day there were always all of these like Screamo bands doing hip hop covers, you know, just like covering fucking, you know, covering like big timers and like nelly and like you know just like doing fucking classics like that and shit yeah yeah and and like man i just yeah i love i love hearing all that just because it's like it's in that same vein you feel
2: it is it totally is like honestly i wish this type of music existed when we were kids because this would have been really fun to play with
0: (laughs) and it would have gotten really popular
2: yeah it would have been way sick um, yeah, absolutely. So around this time, our man starts getting a lot more success and attention because of you know these tracks and his EPs uh, getting so much uh, traffic. So he starts playing out a lot more internationally. Uh, he's from the UK, so going internationally isn't nearly as hard as it is here. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when, it, like I said, you start seeing these crazy, crazy crowd videos from his sets start coming up. And this is what I think... Really helped kind of feed the machine and propel his success even further because these crowds were so wild and so crazy. Like I said, they look like fucking riots. These are these mm-hmm.
0: are like just yes, insanity.
2: This is new punk music or like I you know I play dubstep all the time and it's very rare when you see a crowd truly lose its shit. <laughs> Like, people, people are still composed and all that, even when they're wiling, you know? There's still a little bit of them left. No, 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 no. People in these yeah. crowds are truly, completely losing themselves in this man's music. He's got uh-huh. an intense cult, follow, intense cult following.
0: That's really cool.
2: There's this one video in particular that I encourage everyone to look up. Uh, it's a video of him playing a set, and I don't know what country, but he's... Do you remember the fast bit from uh, fucking Heart Attack? whenever he starts going to like... Yeah, yeah, where he
0: starts like really going for it.
2: Yeah, when he starts doing like bars. Um, there's a video of him rapping, you know, at a show or whatever, and he sees this guy in the crowd doing it with him. So he leans in, and him and this guy start doing it together. And he actually passes off the mic to him for him to finish that fucking section before the crowd explodes. It's- That's
0: really fucking cool.
2: It's insane. And like this guy, like... He- all underground tools, you know, just SoundCloud and, you know, or sorry, not SoundCloud, mostly uh, YouTube was his thing. He did this all independently for the most part. Right. True, truly amazing. After, you know, Six Feet and the Lord's Son, the success from Lord's Son, as well as his big break with Heart Attack, he finally starts getting into the mainstream with a producer that we all have mixed feelings about named Carnage. Yes. Yes. In April 2018. Oh, dear. uh, The song Up Now, spelled with an X instead of an O, and produced by Carnage, was posted on the internet. Um, It, you know, I'm not going to play it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm good on that. Yeah. Um, And so, obviously, y'all know how we feel about Carnage. No disrespect if you're a fan of his music. That's fine. We hope you enjoy it. No one's gatekeeping here at all. But... Uh, you know, there's just a lot of mixed feelings in dance music about him, and I, I think a lot of the DJs and producers listening to us would agree. So uh, we're just going to kind of move past that part of yep. things, but we are going to acknowledge that this is a big get for uh, big get for our boy, because this is, like I said, this, right. is, this is a major label artist. This is akin to, you know, uh, I don't know... Uh, um, this is kind of like oh, oh, what's that? Old Town Road. That's what this is. This is, is like our like. man. like our man's Billy
0: Ray Cyrus on Old yeah, Town Road.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you, Carnage, for elevating our homie, uh, but I still don't like your music. So anyway, so <laughs> yeah. moving on to May 4th of 2018, our homie mm-hmm. puts out DOOM, his first major label debut on Island Records, which is a subsidiary of Universal Records, making it his first major record. It peaked out, uh, first major label record, derp. It peaked at 180 on Billboard. So not bad. Not bad, not bad at all. Um, It's got a different cover art piece than what you normally would see from him. It's a wireframe of a metal face with a metal mask and a big puff of spooky red smoke coming out of the bottom with this weird abstract purple background. It's different. It's cool, but it's different. I like it. My favorite track off that album is this. This is one of like, when you want to hear like metal trap fusion at its peak, this track is, everyone should listen to this track. (laughs) This track is Boiling Point. Uh, and mm. I'm, I'm surprised it doesn't it's only it's, it doesn't even have 5 million views which doesn't even have I could pff, I would kill for 5 million views but <laughs> you're right uh, but just compared to his other stats and his other videos it's you know not performing as well uh, highly as the others but this track is bockers check it out drink <laughs>
1: Stop your shit! I don't give a fuck. I'm not gonna go you.
0: Single ones, harder
1: and harder. I, I don't know how he does it every time.
2: Like, it's amazing. The, uh the, I love the the guitar chord. The massive, fucking <laughs> monstrous. Um, that video is um, him. It looks like he's having like a mental breakdown inside of like a restaurant or a hotel or something. He's breaking a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. He's screaming in corners. He's you know he's got the mask on fully, uh, and this was his first major label debut. Only a year ago, right? Right. So what has our boy been up to recently? That's right, guys. It's weird. But, like, we're actually kind of caught up. Because this guy's still alive compared to a lot of the other people we talk about. So, Which is kind of (laughs) wild. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yay, someone not dead. Woo, drink for not dead. Yay. Drink for alive. Yeah, Mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. In March of this year, Scarlord came out with Infinity. It's... Kind of different, but it's it's good. I, you know I fucks with it. The most uh, striking resemblance visually is that he is formally strayed away from the mask. It's not a thing anymore. Interesting, right? Kind of weird. Um, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. So going so far as whenever he he kind of a he he like makes the breakup with the mask like part of he, excuse me I burped. <laughs> Uh, so he, he, thanks then. So, uh, in his most recent work, he's kind of made the breakup with the mask part of the work. Uh, he's gone. Yeah. He's gone so far as to rap about it in the song head gone and even do a brief little homage to it in the video for his song, living legend, wherein he walks into a mansion, uh, which I assume is his because he's like hanging out. He looks pretty comfortable in it. He's drinking, doing rapper stuff, you know, eating eating steak with hairless cats and stuff. Yeah, you know. Just All eating. the good shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he first walks in, there's a brief moment where he approaches his mask on a mannequin and the mask is crooked. So it looks like he's he walks over and he's about to put it on because the beat hasn't dropped yet. And that's, that's what I was uh-huh. expecting anyway. But instead, he just walks over to it and he walks in front of it so you don't see what he's doing to it. And he walks away just after adjusting it kind of on the mannequin. Like, this is where it stays now. This is where it belongs. <laughs> it's interesting. In the brief interview I mentioned with XXL earlier, he talked about specifically how he, he's getting too much attention for his look. So it's it was kind of a... I got the impression that he, uh, he created a monster. Interesting. And... Now he's fighting against it in a way, which I think is silly, Marius. You should embrace it all. Use it both. Use your music and your fashion sense because, damn it, you're an artist in both of them. But uh, I think that he is upset that uh, the focus isn't as much on the music as he would prefer, and so he's trying to step away from it. He even specifically said, like, all the fashion and all this shit, it's all bullshit.
0: That's so interesting to me, man, because like, I feel like like fashion and just, like, even more than fashion, just, like, style like, um, is so integral to, like,
2: a person's creativity in a lot of ways. It's another form of expression. I agree with that. It is, like... On top of that, it's also, like, it's interesting that he would turn against one of the things that you can't ignore helped make him successful. Yeah, it's, it's one of the things that made him him. Agreed. So the videos for Infinity... Already have a different tone because he's not wearing the mask in any of them. He uh, the first one that comes out, "Head Gone," which is also one of my favorite tracks off the album, shows him in a warehouse setting, where it's 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 kind of funny. I had to watch it a couple times before I caught the the story in it. There's a lot of smoke in the warehouse, so it it's kind of a blunt smoke and song, honest song. Honestly, it's it's very. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot more chill than his normal work. It still sounds like scar but it's just, you know, it's a lot more blunt trap as opposed to, like, drop this in the middle of a dubstep set.
0: <laughs> right, for sure.
2: It took me a few uh, playthroughs, but then I realized that his feet is on a gas canister. His feet are on a gas canister the whole time, so I mm-hmm. think they're insinuating that he's burning down the building around him. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of fun. I like that. But it wasn't nearly as... Obvious as some of the work in uh, later songs like "No Pressure" or uh, I believe, oh, I forget some of the names of them, but there's like three or four tracks on it that are that are actually linked, and it's his first Mm -hmm. time putting them together with a story and shooting in the same location. So I think this is like that major label money coming in; they were able to rent out like a fucking castle or some shit, and they were like, "Fuck it, let's do this."
1: But
2: they did it, yeah. Uh, All first for him as well. And also interesting to note that in the video for No Pressure, he gets held hostage by gunmen. So in the fir- within the first few songs of him taking the mask off, he gets punched in the face a lot.
0: <laughs> Damn, man. That sucks.
2: Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, so one month after Infinity, he put out two rap videos more along his typical fare. On the video for I Want to See You Bleed, he starts the video off with a little text slide that says, I can't be bothered with videos anymore, so I'll do this instead. So, and then he just crushes Damn. his, he crushes his verses in, I think it's his bedroom. I literally think he just shot it on his iPhone in his bedroom and just edited it. <laughs> sick. Um, you know, as aforementioned, his music has gone into more traditional trap territory, So don't get me wrong, you know, it still has all the metal grunts and the guitars. And he's actually getting better with his metal vocals, I think. He's got some, uh, he's learning how to sing from his, his, his gut more and his chest more. Uh, like we were talking about earlier with throat voices and stuff like that. So he's getting some of those low, like, oh, type growls in yeah, there. Yeah, those big growls. As opposed to just the emo growls. So he, he's diversifying. He's continuing to grow and try on new shit. Uh, but I would personally put most of these songs more under skateboarding music or blunt smoking music, personally, compared, right, right. compared to, like, the murderous rampage music that we were listening to earlier. But that's just me. Totally. I'm into that. So I'm going to play y'all last two songs from him that I got for you. We're going to play Head Gone, and then we're going to play I Want to See You Bleed. So we're going to start off with a drink for Head Gone by Scarboard.
0: Man, that was not what i was expecting at all from that intro either right it, it... like that, that caught me way off guard i was expecting like a slow subdued like almost like mumblebee type of verse he,
2: he does have some like more um sad boy type music kind of along those lines on infinity i forget the name of the track i think it's angels and demons or demons and angels mm. is the name of the track but it's it's a lot more like 64 BPM, like, like, for those of uh, you, like, like super slow. For those of you, uh, you don't know beats or aren't DJing or producers think like, (laughs) like way slow down, like real syrupy type shit. Uh, And he he actually turns it into a really emotional song, and that's it's probably the closest to like a an emo song or some of his older uh, older flavors on that record, in my opinion. This is very different, Scarlord, but it's dope. I love it, and it's still got uh, a lot of the the young Scarlord in it. Honestly, it, it just sounds like he's getting older to me, you know? Yeah, he's grown up. Yeah, he's just he's a little more relaxed. He's a little more secure in himself. He doesn't have to like all the time. Right, doesn't have the
0: full yelp the whole way.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and he still does. Like, he still... It, it sounds like Scarlord. Like, th- it definitely is a Scarlord track, but just different. What I want to note, though, is the presentation. So in Head Gone, like I said, this is the first track off of his second major label uh, album on Island Records.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He is wearing... Big focus on fashion. He's, he's wearing... I don't know these brands, but um, this is definitely a lot more. Oh, that's Supreme. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a Supreme jacket. I think that's some motocross gear he's wearing. Um, you know, all bla- uh, he's wearing all black and white. It's a very honestly. He looks he looks super dope. It's this looks he looks like a model. Um, I, yeah, I wonder if he's, I hope he's getting paid for these brands. I hope, or at least they're giving him free stuff, but I'm sure he is. I hope so. I, for just because honestly, he, I'm, I'm sure he's making
0: big money off these partnerships. So that's probably his, like his full nut for the year right there. His,
2: uh, his presentation, he looks like a fucking, like he looks like a model. Um, he looks like a urban goth ninja anime character. Like it, it's so, yeah, yeah. but yeah, anyway, very curated, very clean very intentional then mm-hmm. we get to I want to see you bleed this is a video i was talking about where it literally starts with a like an adult swim slide that says i can't be bothered with music anymore music videos anymore so i'll just do this for a while instead yeah this is him with a no brand name random ass hoodie on Wying in his room, which I think is interesting that it came out after his second major label release. yeah, super cool. If you look at his, well, I, I'm and this is me going into conspiracy here, if you look at his most recently release, it's actually just a piece of artwork. It's not even a video, which is very weird for him. Normally, I mean he does a video with his tracks. So right. I'm wondering if something happened, maybe he's not happy with the label or something. I don't know maybe yeah something but check this out this is i want to see you bleed uh currently at two million views released just a few months ago april 12th of 2019 sounds angrier than his most recent work too i don't know it's it's, it's, it still sounds like uh his his newer older self but it's got his younger he's mad bro like he's pissed pissed. um you know i didn't look too far into the lyrics on this one as well but i do specifically remember the fuck the uh, fuck billboard line and then also if you're watching the video he's got these little Cuts in there with these more like Adult Swim text slides in there. Right after that last thing I told you, actually, I forgot about this next part. It says, popularity is poison. Damn. And then at 49 seconds into the video, and I just found this, literally, I just saw this because it's so quick. I must have like blanked and missed it. It's a slide that only appears for a second that says, fuck fashion, fuck trends, fuck awards, fuck charts, fuck labels. Fuck the industry. Fuck anything that doesn't actually matter. Smiley face. Performance art only. Damn. What's going on? (laughs) What is happening? (laughs) I want to know so badly.
0: That's so fucking cool. Yo, it's
2: punk as fuck.
0: (laughs) Performance art only. That's ominous.
2: Yeah, dude. I love it.
0: (laughs) What is our man up to?
2: I have no clue. I'm, I'm so I have curious. No clue. And, like, look, Marius, I know you're having a hard time right now. I hear you. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know your life. I don't pretend to know you. I got too much respect for you to do that. But, good sir, like, whatever. Embrace it. Lean in, man. Like, like you, you know. In, yeah, you got this. Like, you got this, and you've been crushing it so far. Is this like the Mazzy Maz where. You know, you're just not that. You're just not the you're, you're just not what they thought you were when you first signed them a year ago cuz a lot can happen in that time, man, and you're at that age too, man. 20s, you know, 24, 25 is a big difference. Like It's true. So, I'm just saying, man, I think you should take some time off. I think you should say fuck everyone. I think you should go to like South Korea for a year and, like, come back with some shit that will change the fucking world. Come back with a fashion line and a fuck ton of records, and I want at least one pilot episode of an anime or a comic book or something.
0: I like all of this, yes. I'm, I'm 100% behind all of these suggestions.
2: <laughs> so, all right, y'all. At this point, you've been listening to us rant about Scar-Lord for, this is an hour and 15, the last episode was about an hour and a half, I think. So, about two hours and 45 minutes. Why does he matter? This is a story. This is a podcast about drunken music history. Is this man living history? I think so. But I think he's one of the guys that history won't write about in the way that they should. Interesting. Here's why I say that two things. Yes, explain. Yes. So, one, Hudson, prove it. So, if you dive into his SoundCloud, right? I, you know, I, I just kind of took a peep to kind of see who he followed and who he, you know, who, uh, who he listened to and things like that. But as I was digging through it, I noticed that he's part of a, a greater community of producers and rappers honing this sound in the UK and it's bleeding over to America as well. So, you know, aside from guys like XXX Tentacion and Lil Pump and Travis Scott and Smoke Perp and a lot of other SoundCloud rappers. Um, he's got his homies like Muppy, who also raps by the way, and he's fucking nasty. Um, he's got Griffin who we talked about. He's also got these other dance music producers like Ninja Mode and Pulse and even Getter. So, mm-hmm. he, he, it's got a he's got a large who's who of a really diverse cast of people that he follows and who follow him that are all part of this community of like goth metal rap. Trap, <laughs> and you, you can see evidence of a bit of bleeding over into the United States, uh, with acts like honestly, the most popular example I can think of, uh, think of is Ghost Main, who okay. he's great, everyone should check him out as well. He's a lot of fun. Uh, you might have actually seen his work through memes, is how I discovered him. He popped up on my news really? feed, yeah. Ghost Main appeared on my Facebook feed through a 30 second black and white uh clip that someone took from like some old school cartoons. Uh, and it just had this really sick hook of I don't give you know I don't give a fuck about anything. No, ask me if I give a fuck about anything. Ask me if I give a fuck about a thing. And he, he just doesn't give a fuck about anything. And it's this cute little cartoon ghost man dancing and I was like, that's this is lit. So I got into his music yep. and he actually he also has connections to a lot of this community that we're talking about with Scarlord. So this is this is proven to be an international phenomenon. And again, you know, I talked about uh, the, the the British and U.S. you know back and forth in music history and all that stuff. This is part of it, and but this is a more underground sound now. And so it's happening right in front of our very eyes, but you wouldn't know it unless you were looking for it. Right. So if it's happening in our two countries, I can imagine that this is spreading. Into other places throughout the world as well, because I mean, a lot of people import music from our two countries. Mm-hmm. So, some of the favorites—I'm just going to list off a couple that I encourage everyone to check out. These are all—if you—if you like Scarlord and you like the stuff that's been playing this episode, and you want to hear more stuff like it. Check out Muppy. Check out Craig Zen. Check out Griffin King Yosef uh, Azid or Azide A Z I D E. Ginseng, Dutchman, and Hikari Ultra. Drink for all of those. Muppy and oh, M- Muppy and Griffin, especially, I spent a fair amount of time listening to. Incredible work. A so now that we have proof that this is something that's happening, and this isn't just all in your head, Hudson, this isn't just a conspiracy theory. Why does it matter? Who cares? So what's so interesting about Scar Sound is that since it doesn't look like any new genres of music are going to be pioneered anytime soon, just kind of, you know, continuations on themes that have already been established, a lot of artists are tending to focus on versatility and diversifying their sound to hit as many genres as possible. This makes sense from a business sense, as well as it's a fun creative challenge for artists. In dance music, you see this all the time with an artist that, like, hits with a dubstep uh, EP and they pop off. And then their second EP is, you know, three tracks of dubstep, but then one track of a couple other genres as well. Right. The difference between those guys and acts like Scar is that Scar did that and then honed that combination until it sounds like him. And he did all of this within a well. Three, five years, actually, I hit the mic. Within five years, actually, if you consider from when he started Scarlord and assume he started brainstorming and come, uh, coming up with ideas then. But mm-hmm. publicly, it only looks like two. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's just a little, little interesting uh, fact in the story. Further supports, you know, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success or whatever. Right, yeah. So he's, he use this time to practice basically, I think, and to come up with something that was like, Yep, that's it. That's that's me. And that is different and that is unique. And his ability mm-hmm. to fuse these genres so seamlessly comes from a no boundaries approach to music. He, he's actually, uh, there's a, uh, during one of his interviews that I heard from him, he actually even said, literally, music has no boundaries or music has no area codes or something like that. This is really hard to believe for a lot of people in the US, like, like to really, truly get, because of a lot of internal boundaries and biases we have here. So in the US, we have a history of putting up boundaries in music. So whether you know it or not, if you're living in the United States, you've grown up, and I'm sure this is true for other countries as well, you've grown up with a certain image of what a white artist and a black artist look like. We also we also have a lot of history with racism, not that the UK doesn't either, uh, but the US is unique between the two countries in that we have a much longer history of defining black music and marketing it as lesser, even going so far as to remove credit from black musicians from a lot of genres that they helped pioneer, like rock music and house music, just to name two. Facts. And then we rebranded them into, we, then people rebranded them. I'm not saying we for that. And then people <laughs> rebranded it into mainstream and white. Heavy metal was also very heavily demonized in the 80s due to the Satanic Panic because of religious reasons.
1: Totally.
2: In their parts of the country, hung over from that to this day. So boundaries have been built for decades, racially in hip-hop and religiously in metal in the United States. And things like Eminem and Nelly and Travis Barker and the Tony Hawk games and skateboarding and other things from
1: the, and other 90s, uh, other
2: artists that we're going to talk about in later episodes, different episodes or whatever, or, uh you that know, all contributed to the slow chipping down of this wall over here but mm-hmm. that all those the, the, the resistance over there isn't nearly as much there's just not as much history to overcome there in being like for a normal person in America to be all like wow I should fuse these things like this you know right so you know wait you're telling me if you remember for a moment Scar-Lord grew up listening to Eminem and Nelly, mm-hmm. who are two artists that have been blending genres and fusing different things since day one. Very true. Nelly's breakout album was called "Fucking Country Grammar." <laughs> I think that was his first major label release. So it's true. On top of that, metal isn't nearly demonized over over there uh, for religious reasons. It's it's actually it's it's super popular. Metal is mainstream in the rest of the world. In, in Europe it's and true. you go there's like an Ozfest Japan now like like every Dude, metal metal is
0: huge in Europe like sure. especially
2: in Eastern Europe oh my God it's everywhere there's like children's shows that are based around heavy metal music in in Eastern Europe you're totally right um, there's one there's one with dinosaurs playing heavy metal music I fucking love it it's great point is
0: I'm here for this
2: <laughs> point is so. Because we have such a long, intense competition with the Brits for dope music that goes back for decades. And, but we, we've got all these internal biases that we've, you know, built up over decades before we even were born, you know? Like, like we, mm-hmm. we're just, we're, we're born into this sandbox that's like, okay, cool. This is a block here, you know? Yep. And don't get me wrong, like, fucking, I fucking love American Metal Fusion, goddammit. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm going to go Stars and Stripes for a moment. I've been kicked in the head by Fred Durst. I still sing to Linkin Park, and I still try to emulate Fieldy's bass tone in my songs. So, goddammit, I'm hip. (laughs) He does. But I postulate that due to history and the environment, that this level of maturity within the fusion of these two genres could only have come out of the U.K., this is it's a because it's a less extreme idea over the, over because it's a less extreme idea over there than it is over here because metal isn't evil and hip hop isn't as racially charged. True. If Marius had grown up in Atlanta or New York City, I think he would have had a lot more resistance to succeeding with this sound, and I don't think it would have had the now international impact that it is having. I don't think he could have become Scar-Lord in the United States.
0: That's an interesting point. Um, so, what part of what I was going to say? So, what I was starting to allude to before, right? In, in that, when I was like talking about how, you know, this kid reminds me of you know his like how I was thinking about you know the the local scene back in Maine, how I can imagine like you know kids who come out for like the death metal bands just like opening pits up for this kid for sure Um,
2: dude for sure
0: you know and 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 a big thing for me is like i'm listening to this right and i'm seeing his style and i'm just like i'm thinking about this kid and and i almost i almost see it from a different angle because i i agree with you in one in one way that i think if you had been born in atlanta or new york that it would have really affected his his style um when I when I listen to like what this kid is into, like who like the kind of stuff that he's consuming, and I see his style and all of this, like I'm he like he probably would have sat at our table at lunch in high school. You know? Like this is like <laughs> right. This is a kid who fucking You know you know what I'm saying though? I do like this is a kid who grew up on fucking Toonami. Yes and yes. like and Tony Hawk and he's like Homie was born in in ninety four. Like he's not that much younger than you and me. You know, like I I was ninety two. I'm twenty seven. He's twenty five. Like you're. I know that you're you're turning the old dirty thirty soon. Yep. But like we're still in the same bracket. You feel me? It's true. Like,
2: no, for sure. I would totally. Yo, I completely agree with you. I would kill to like. You know what? I would Marius, if you're listening, I would kill to cook dinner for you one day. I would love to have you over and treat you like a nice man and be like, hey, bro you're a really cool dude. <laughs> yeah. So come, so come by, come by, <laughs> come, hey. come hang out. Yeah,
0: why not? Um, but that's like, that's, but I, I, I feel like with a lot of these, a lot of these artists that we're starting to see who are in our age bracket, right. Who are like, who are, and who are making it in these like sort of more like, you know, like alternate for lack of a better word, alternative genres, alternative styles and shit is like, You're seeing other kids who fucking grew up on Dragon Ball Z and fucking Linkin Park and Limp Bizkit in the suburbs somewhere, like, you know, someplace where there just like, isn't a lot of shit going on, there isn't a lot of shit to do and they just start making music they start playing fucking metal bands or punk rock bands and they eventually learn how to use computers and like you know etc etc and then you know eventually you get a guy like scarlord who like just very much like who seems like he very much grew up with that and it kind of embodies that and made like a part of himself through his brand and it's just like well you know like i i used to do this metal shit And now I like, you know, now I like trap music. So they're kind of the same thing. So I'm just going to do that.
2: I love it. I agree. And it's like, like I was saying as well, it's not. These are two genres like trap music in the United States still has a sense of danger to it, which is part of why I think it's attractive. Don't get me wrong, I fucks with it, but I also feel the same way about metal music. You know, part of the attraction to me is that it was always naughty and forbidden, and you know, no, that's devil music right. growing up. And so it was
0: dangerous. The shows were dangerous. You know, that was always the thing. It's like you could get hurt at the show. <laughs>
2: oh, no, you could you could get your eye poked out in the mosh pit, kid. You you could really yep, you could break you sh- a bone. What what if what if someone punches your face and you get a little black eye before you go to school tomorrow it'd be so sad
0: That's right what are you going to do <laughs> but,
2: but like I I feel like there's a lot less resistance to because it's more mainstream over there um gnarly noises like that are just like yeah fucking let's get it there's just yep. less Excuse me wow excuse me Yeah let's get <laughs> it there's just less resistance to them less resistance to them overall whoo Holy fuck. Definitely. I am two drinks in. It is so hot in this. I'm like sweating alcohol. I can smell the alcohol just coming through my skin litter. right now. I am saturated. I am a drunken, soaking, sweaty, gross sponge. And that's how Scarlord makes me feel. Holy shit, y'all. We did it. Yep. We fucking did it. We did, We just finished episode two. That's it. We got through we it, y'all. That's Scarlord, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to have this story done with. Not that I don't love Scarlord, but I'm so ready to start re- obsessing over someone new. <laughs> yep.
0: You've been thinking about Scarlord
2: for a long time. Long time, long time. All right, Sethy, Wethy, what you got coming up, man? Anything cool? Where can they find you as well?
0: Oh, man, find me on Instagram, at damn Seth Daniel, Twitter, at damn Seth Daniel. I don't have Facebook because Facebook is whack. Um, catch, catch me at front of house with all your favorite bands. Um, you know, that's, that's just where you can find me. Probably doing that. sound.
2: All y'all can find me at official on most social media platforms. I think I'm actually just Wubson on Instagram. I know a couple of y'all have been asking me about that. I'm sorry I fucked that up. I'm really bad with social media. But I will respond to everybody. I do always write back eventually. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Get home safe. Tip your bartenders. Have a great night and thank y'all. We will see y'all in two weeks for sex, drugs, and drink tickets. We'll talk to y'all soon. Skirt, skirt. Hey y'all, it's your boy Wubson, and that's the sound of me pumping the brakes on this radio fun bus for a minute to address a burning question that I know y'all have been wanting to ask, and it's okay, we've been hanging out for a little while now, it's, it's, the, it's the appropriate time for intimate questions, and I know that question from you is, Wubson. Aside from screaming from rooftops and public displays of indecency and drunken hooliganism, how on earth can I possibly show you and Seth how much I love and appreciate this excellent podcast that you put so much time and effort and insanity into? Well, golly gee, friend, you're in luck. It would really, really, really mean the world to us if you stopped by the Kill Your Ego website at killyouregonow.com to check out our long-awaited, very first t-shirt design! (laughs) This sleek and sexy D.A.R.E. officer-themed t-shirt tells all who bear witness that you're here to turn the fuck up and party hard, RESPONSIBLY! Our homies have a bunch of other really cool designs up there too, and their options change pretty frequently, so if you don't like what you see now, just check back in a little bit and I'm sure you'll see something else that you will. Don't forget to sign up for the mailing list while you're there so you can check out all the upcoming dope on our podcasts and merch and hopefully music soon and all sorts of cool stuff. All right, y'all. I'm going to shift this radio fun bus back into high gear now. Thank you all for breaking with me and enjoy the show.